Hey everyone, my name is Mark Lynn, and I'm a recruiter at Florida State College at Jacksonville. And I just want to thank you for listening in on this new podcast segment called My Life. At FSCJ, I am privileged to work alongside so many of our employees that are committed to providing the best service, quality, and value to our students, staff, and community. You know, each of these podcast segments will be me just having a conversation with an employee, getting to know them better, and discussing the integral part they play in helping our college succeed. My goal of these segments is to not only help others gain a better understanding of the culture we have at FSCJ, but to celebrate and highlight the very employees that make our culture so inclusive, engaging, and rewarding. And with that, let's get into it. My life. My life. My life. My life at Florida State College at Jacksonville. My life at Florida State College at Jacksonville. What's up, everyone? Thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of My Life at Florida State College at Jacksonville. I'm your host, Mark Lynn, and today, Brian Stewart decided to stop by all the way down from, well, um, upstairs in our administrative offices. Uh, but anywho, um, I'm very excited to get to know him better and learn about the role he plays here at FSCJ. Brian, what's good, my friend? Uh, we're, everything's good. It's all good. Life is good. How are you, Mark? Uh, I'm doing good. I can't complain. Uh, it is getting pretty hot out there. Hopefully, you know, when we're recording this, it's uh, it, it's cooling off. We're in September right now, so I'm just waiting for the days for it to, to drop. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm looking for that as well. Good, good. Appreciate you, you letting me be here. Today. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thanks for saying yes. Um, I, I do want to say, though, I feel like I'm in good company right now because I'm surrounded by greatness. Uh, I have Stephen Gunter here who is behind the scenes and you as well are our Career Employee Council Award winners. I believe you, uh, Brian, uh, were awarded this in 2020. Is that correct? That is correct. All yeah. right. So how do you feel about that? I mean, what was your experience? When well, you, heard? Uh, you know, we, we spoke about that a little <clears throat> earlier and uh, it was it was a surprise to me because I don't remember, like I said, ever filling out any kind of application or paperwork. It was a I guess we were nominated by our peers. Is that right, Steve? So, uh, you know, to hear my name read and then, you know, get the barrage of email thank yous and congratulations from around the college after the uh, president read that off, it was was just fantastic. It was a great feeling. Good. You know, I feel real good about it. Yeah, absolutely. And you should. Um, And for those of you listeners out there who don't really know, I mean, each year our students, faculty and staff are asked to submit their nominations for this particular award. And I think it's a great achievement on the positive impact uh, you, Brian, have uh, provided our college. So um, it doesn't go unnoticed. So props to you, my friend. Appreciate it. Good, good. Well, anyway, look at me. I'm already gloating about you, man. So uh, let's bring it back a little bit. Uh, So Let's set the groundworks. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and maybe a couple things we wouldn't know about you. So I'm originally from uh, Akron, Ohio, uh, the rubber capital of the world, if you will, or at least the nation. Uh, graduated uh, high school in 1980, joined the Navy age of 19, and I spent 24 years in that career, uh, most of that uh, at sea. But it was an enjoyable career. I retired in 2006 and started working for then FCCJ in the Military Education Institute. Uh, This was a uh, uh, part of the college that 
worked with the Navy providing Navy curriculum to sailors through contract instruction. And we did that at uh, Pensacola, up in Great Lakes, and out in San Diego. Uh, so that went well uh, for about 15 and a half years. And then as contracts do, it got turned back over to the Navy. Folks were coming back from uh, the war effort, so uh, those instructors were getting their jobs back. So it all turned back over to the Navy. Uh, I then worked part-time for the college in the uh, IOSH program, or the OSHA program, if you will, doing uh, odd jobs. Then I hired on with uh, Dr. Jerry Flagger, who was the uh, Dean of Liberal Arts and Sciences, and worked on him with a, a, in a vision to renovate the downtown campus LLC. Uh, that ran out of money, and <laughs> about the same time he got transferred out of the college, and so then I worked for the director of campus operations, uh, Van Smithy, did some work in standing up a uh, faculty resource center. Uh, then I worked with Rich Turner uh, under the uh, recommendation of uh, our provost, John Wall, Dr. Wall, and we stood up academic operations. That was a great two-year stint. Uh, enjoyed working with Rich in, uh, in that capacity. And then uh, saw that uh, Student Services was getting ready to stand up and uh, uh, hire a, a new VP. And so I put my hat in the ring for that position. The administration support manager got hired, and here we are. Nice, nice. Um, you mentioned in the very beginning that you are from Akron. Um, are you a Akron Zips fan? I am a Zips fan from way back. I actually went to Akron University for about a semester and a half right after high school, and uh, kind of lost ambition and money about the same time. So that's when I decided to join the service. Uh, understood, understood. Yeah. Uh, I guess the question is, are you an Ohio State University fan? So you say that with disdain. Uh, oh, Mark, is that coming out but... of my voice? I, I didn't mean for it. It just comes inherently. <laughs> I, I am an Ohio State fan. So uh, Akron U was the uh, the local university there that served the uh, the demographic. But Ohio State, obviously, is the, the larger one. And I am an Ohio State fan. But I'm also a Gator fan because a lot of my money and my youngest daughter went to UF. So Understood. Yeah. Well, I can forgive you that, for that. But uh, how dare you, <laughs> by the way. Um, you mentioned that you know, you're a little in the Navy. I mean, I, you, you and I talked a little bit before we started this podcast, you know, how long you've been in the Navy and so on. Um, you mentioned that you were at sea quite a bit as well. Uh, are there any memorable experiences? It seems to be that you travel the world um, as well. Is there anything that you want to share about that? So a lot of people ask me that question. You know, what do you miss most about the Navy is, is the most asked question. And I think uh, other than the camaraderie, because there's, there's nothing quite like being out at sea with 350 are your best friends, but there's, there is a, a high level of camaraderie there. Everybody's got your back. You take care of the guy next to you, that kind of thing. But I think one of the things I miss the most, and this is going to sound a little cliche, but the sunsets and the sunrises when you're standing at the edge of the brow or, or the edge of the, the, the side of the ship there and got a cup of coffee in hand and you're looking out and you watch the sunrise or the sunset, that is a magical moment. And so I think that's one of the things I miss the most is, is something like that. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so the, the next thing I was going to say is uh, let's focus now uh, on your role as a administrative support manager. Can you tell me a little bit about your job and generally what does the day-to-day -day world look like for you? Sure. 
So Dr. Herlocker would say that I'm her handler. She, she says that to quite a few people. And basically what that means, you know, day to day, I coordinate her schedule, meetings, uh, manage her calendar, take phone calls, things like that. I arrange to have her signature on certain documents, uh, send and receive incoming, outgoing correspondence, travel, purchase items, things like that for the office, generate budget reports, and then the air quotes, other duties as assigned. So that's that's kind of what I do for her. Um, I also uh, am the uh, commencement, the annual commencement coordinator, but I, I don't do that alone. I have a huge team uh, and a very good executive team that I work with on that. And right now, for this year, I am our college's uh, president of the AFC chapter, the Association of Florida Colleges. So those things keep me pretty busy on a day-to-day basis. Sure. Um, and for those people who are, you know, maybe not familiar with the uh, the AFC, could you tell me a little bit about the, you know, the mission, the vision of, of what that is? So the AFC is uh, a group of the 28 state and community colleges in Florida. We call ourselves the Great 28. And <clears throat> their mission is to uh, help those that are members or even non-members become more familiar with the Florida College system, the legislative impact that uh, is is felt by the colleges, because let's face it, everybody feels the hammer when uh, budgets get cut or bills get passed that have a huge impact on the way we do business. Uh, as well, there are several community service opportunities available that we get together on a uh, fairly frequent basis as an association and also as a chapter for meetings and conferences and social events. And so it's, it's, a, it's another way to be involved uh, with post-secondary education institutes across the college. And so there's a lot of networking. There's a lot of collegial uh, familiarity. If you are, let's say, in your position – uh, and you know somebody that is also in your position at another university or college, then you uh, have a, the ability to reach out to them and say, hey, look, we're doing this. Have you ever done this? And what was the impact or did you, was there a, a better, beta, better way to build that mousetrap, something like that? So that in and of itself is, is a great resource for anybody working at the across the college. Oh, great, great, absolutely. Um, you did mention also about uh, your commencement coordinator here. Um, I do know that uh, this, this past academic year uh, for our graduating um, students at the college, we had a commencement caravan. Uh, could you talk to me a little bit about, you know, your experience with that and, uh, and how did that all come about? So the commencement caravan was actually born of Kelly Thurlow and Jill Johnson, uh, our marketing communications folks up on the second floor. And the caravan was a way to have students get some sort of in-person experience because the commencement ceremony itself was going to be all virtual. And so we had them select one of actually 17 different events that were happening across the college campuses, uh, South Kent, uh, downtown. Um, I can't remember if there was one at North, but at any rate, so they would drive in. Uh, stay in their car the whole time. They would drive up, they were checked in by someone from records, and then they would come and they would get their commencement in a box. And this was handed to them 95% of the time by Dr. A. Uh, He was there. He absolutely loved the uh, idea of this. And they actually received more than their 15 seconds of 
handshake, grip and grin, if you will, going across stage that they would normally get at a commencement ceremony. He was there at their window speaking to them, speaking to their family, the quote-unquote the, the support group that they brought with them, uh, and really getting to know each student on a higher level, on a personal basis. And then they went from there, went to the uh, alumni table, uh, the woohoo crew, as they were, as they were called, uh, led by Daniel Thompson from our foundation, and received uh, a, a swag bag and a lot of cheers and accolades from them. And then they went to the uh, cords, uh, honor cords or military affiliation cords, if, if they were receiving something like that. Looped around, and there was an opportunity to get, actually get out of their car. We had two large FSCJ backdrops, and they could take pictures with their family. And Dr. A would run over there, do a photo bomb every once in a while. So it was just an opportunity, like I said, for those graduates to really get some sort of an in-person, up-close, um, albeit socially distanced, uh, experience um, as part of their commencement yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I wanted to mention that because it was a very personalized way in the environment that we were in, um, that we're in currently right now. So I, I think, you know, thank you for giving our graduating students something, at least something to to in, to, to enjoy and involve in. And again, it's not like it wasn't any enjoyable by the way you're saying it. Uh, I, in fact, have a little personal quip. I just want to mention it, that my wife, she just graduated as well, and she was part of that commencement ceremony. I recall. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you recall. It, it was very interesting because when my uh, when my wife went through it, uh, she thoroughly was super shocked. She, she saw the, the WOW group. She talked to you. Um, uh, she doc- talked to Dr. Linda Herlocker, um, and she had called me and said, hey, Mark, we're taking Taking pictures, I want you to be here. So I was thinking to myself, okay, let me let me get up and let me drive down there. Uh, so I'm driving down there, and I didn't know where to turn to get the pictures taken. So what better way to go is I went through the graduating area, and I was celebrated every single time and stopped every single time. And I always had to say, no, 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 I, I'm not, I'm not graduating, but thank you. So. As I go and take the picture with my wife, I feel like, man, I feel like I want to get a degree by how celebratory you all were. So, again, good story, good experience. I'm glad you guys do it. And it was just as enjoyable for us as it was for them, I think. And we got a lot of good feedback from the families. So I think overall it was it was a very successful event. Good, good, thanks. Um, so what would you say is the best part about working at Florida State College of Jacksonville? So I have, uh, you know, you gave me these questions early on. No, no surprise to the listeners. But uh, I thought about this. Uh, I spent a lot of time reflecting. And I think one of the things, because there's so many things to like about working at FSCJ, But one of the things I like is what we're doing right here, right now, sharing stories, uh, getting to know folks on a a deeper, on a personal level, not necessarily intimate, but something closer than just colleagues. And I think when we do that, I think when you get to know someone on a a more personal level, excuse me, that's when the teamwork really starts. That's when folks are able to really, when when you know what makes a person work or not necessarily... um, when you know what makes them tick, you know, their likes and dislikes, and you're able to really define the team a little bit better and look at the, the team members, and there's, there's a lot of motivation, there's a lot of synergy, there's a lot of anticipation, and a lot of excitement. And I think just getting to know folks in, at, that, at that level 
makes everything go a lot easier, a lot smoother, and a lot more successful. So I'm glad you mentioned that. You know, at work, um, we spend most of our time, essentially, eight hours a day with the people that we work with every day. And, you know, sometimes everybody has a story to, to share, but just maybe doesn't have the platform to, to do so. You know, I think these podcasts here allow the ability for people to come on in, share their story, and be able to have other individuals learn more about them. Uh, the idea of these podcasts is not just to share culture, but we're trying to build culture here. Um, and I'm glad that the FSCJ community has the opportunity to listen to these podcasts, listen to you, Brian, um, for these certain things. So thank you um, for sharing what you what you said. Um, so, Brian, thanks for allowing me to learn a little bit more about you and the role you play here at FSCJ. Um, how was it? Did you have fun? I did. I did. I really enjoyed it. I appreciate you letting me be here. And uh, I, I had a lot of a lot of fun. Good, good. So to you listeners out there, I hope that this conversation gave you a little insight of the culture we have here from the actual people that make our college what it is today. I'm looking forward to bringing you along in my next conversation with another FSCJ employee. If you're interested in sharing your story, what are you waiting for? Hit me up at employment at fscj.edu and we'll make it happen. And if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, please do us a favor. Get social with us. Follow us on Instagram at FSCJ Careers to see our culture directly. We post something new almost every day. Be part of our talent community by texting JOIN to 877-354-3560 and be notified of new job openings, HR events, and new podcast uploads like this one. Lastly, we have a full library of podcasts for your listening pleasure. From job opening podcasts to employee interviews and so much more, go to fscjcareers.buzzsprout.com and take a listen. It is all for you. So until next time, Brian, send off our listeners. All right, folks, have a great day and uh, stay well. Fantastic. And Stephen, the audio guru working behind the scenes, like always, send off our listeners. Great job, Brian. Great job, Mark. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. And I'm Mark Lynn, wishing you all continued success, and I'll talk to you later. My life. My life. My life. My life at Florida State College at Jackson. My life at Florida State College at Jackson.